0: welcome to dig it this is the speaker i hope you're all having a beautiful friday morning i am here as per usual with the sharp edge and cory lane of Corey's digs how you going
1: girls doing good we got doing a fat show how you doing edge
2: i'm doing pretty good i've had a busy busy week but it's been all good it's been all good mm. wake That's up
1: speaker <laughs> right, right. <laughs> He's still trying to wake up. I mean, <laughs>
0: it's,
1: I've been it's like these
0: tough times for me. I'm 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 doing seven hours a day at work. I'm coming back. I'm recording. Waking up at these crazy times, but I'm I'm working it out. I'm slowly working it out. I feel like I made stronger coffee in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, just... I, I I don't want to move to energy drinks because that's a bad bad step. Oh
1: God, I would have a heart attack i can't even do caffeine i still drink coffee because you know it's a comfort thing and there's only there's like five percent of caffeine in it but i gotta i still have to have my daily coffee
0: i would would
1: literally implode if i had some kind of an energy drink
0: um i i've actually moved to just doing just with no milk or anything so just like straight black
1: (sighs) yeah that's harsh
0: and I, I'm. Evolving, I'm all about the macchiatos, <laughs> with
1: lots of espresso. <laughs> oh, I like the that.
0: flavor. Um, we got a lot going on today, you do. Which, you guys talking, which is which is great. I hate, like these spectator Sometimes uh, <laughs> we've got your report uh, on the, the obedience training for pre-K adults, PCR tests for genomic sequencing, Freedom Trucker updates. Which, how amazing has that been? It's just really stirred up everything across the world has it not right. oh yeah prince andrew updates spygate updates new project veritas um which i haven't heard of best it's, it's, it's always good when they bring something out and the video that edge and i did yesterday on hive about about metaverse vr chat and child predators and how this technology is just a new form of grooming um and, yeah, some of the stuff that has already happened there. So, yeah. what? Um, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty sick stuff. So, but you can go watch our video. We'll post a link to that. But we'll talk about it a bit first. Um, what are we moving into first, girls? What, what, what do you feel like we should play in with?
1: well i guess we'll tackle my tackle my report first so my Uh-oh. brain still scrambled because i was like literally digging up until the minute we started on something else that i just discovered but we'll cover that in next week's podcast pertaining you, you, to the whole you, thing. you need
0: to do like one thing at a time i you, can't like, you like I've pick been... something and just just go
1: <laughs> i can't i've been a multitasker my whole life but you know it's catching up with me it's like the older you get the harder it is to do but I've literally been fielding emails for like three and a half straight hours this morning, just back and forth. Craziness, craziness. So, okay. So this is part seven. Whew, finally got it done on uh, the nine part series I've been working on. The pre-K through adults, the cell program, social emotional learning that goes far beyond the education system through the parents, through communities and into businesses. And it is, a huge psychological agenda that pertains to our digital IDs, digital citizens, social credit scoring systems. So this is not just about what's happening in school. So I need everyone, parents of all walks of life, to pay attention to this. And um, yeah, unless everyone, you know, swoops their kids out of school and does instant homeschooling, I mean, that would really put a dent (laughs) And them trying to pull this off because they are using the education system as the doorway to carry this out. So, with that said, this one, this chapter focuses on the billions, I mean billions in state and federal funding that th- these programs, because thanks to the Biden administration, Department of Education, USAID, you name it, they've all made it possible for cell programs to get. This type of funding, under the guise of mental health and well-being, primarily over the last two years—I um, mean, they've been getting funding for a long time—but over the last two years, it has been holy cow. So, when everyone's wondering where your COVID relief funds are going in your state, almost every state is allocating some of it to these cell programs, and they—they they baked that in. So, so you guys know how. With um, the CDC recommendations, they're basically the states and the schools have to follow the CDC recommendations in order to get that funding. Right. I mean, that's a fact. So, this has been baked into, I'm pretty certain, because if you look at what I've laid out in this series on the Department of Education saying what needs to happen right now and incorporating cell programs and yada, 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 then telling them, oh, you guys need to spend your, your, your grant money, the ESSER money that you get from this on, on mental health and well-being. And so I'm pretty confident that was also somewhat conditional. That they include part of that in here and so just real quickly because i know we have a lot to cover everyone can go in and take a look at this and I, I basically break down um you know we got 122 billion that went to the education system for the american rescue plan uh towards esser funds uh, which is you know elementary and secondary school emergency relief and sell Programs. I explain in here and break it down all the ways that they qualify for various federal funding. So uh, then we have the uh, coronavirus response and relief supplemental appropriations, which was fifty eight point four billion. <laughs> then we've got the fiscal year twenty twenty one appropriations, which was one hundred forty eight billion. Which was to show, uh, basically, they've increased all of these categories by millions. And all of the categories in this chart, if you scroll down to the next one, edge under the fiscal year, there you go. Uh, it, all of these programs under here are relevant to sell, so they could they can qualify for up to you know 148 billion under these programs as well. Then we've got the CARES Act, uh, which was the bill that established the ESSER funds and the GEAR funds. And uh, this is another $16.5 billion. So I, I have a link in here. You can go in and you can look at your state's plan because they all had to put together a plan on how they intend to use these funds. And as of January 2022, the U.S. Department of education officially approved them all so for example just like at a quick glance mississippi new jersey new york utah wyoming they're all implementing these florida look at the florida map link i have in here people are going to think that this is you know that red states are exempt from this no no no. this is in red states blue states all across this country uh, montana <laughs> Uh, North Carolina. So I have examples in here and links to where you can do your own research for your state and see where this money's going. Um, in addition to that, of course, I had the thought, well, you know, if this is in 110 countries and there, this is this is a major global agenda, because it's a psychological obedience training agenda, USAID's got to be involved, right? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Of course so, they are.
1: Yep. So, you know, UN's involved, World Bank, they're all involved in this. That's why I'm saying this is this is a massive agenda. This is not just some little school curriculum they're trying to trying to brainwash the kids with. Uh, So I get into USAID and I show the examples here um, of of millions in funding going out to ensure that that this is rolling out on an international scale. Um, Of course, Haiti is in here as one of the examples and what's concerning there is they actually rolled this out to um i think it was 14 radio stations uh that broadcast the school and curriculum and whatnot and of course catholic relief service is involved in this there's so many involved in this i'm going to have the recap list in part nine of all the names i've covered in this whole nine part series um, but what concerns me is when it's rolled out through the radio, the first thing I think of is, oh, geez, the frequencies, the mind control, you know? And they right. say that Strong Beginnings, which is the initiative for Haiti for rolling out the curriculums over there, and it's not even a curriculum, it's a brainwashing, um, con- conditioning that's embedded throughout the entire day, including after school and right through into business. And it's a lifelong cradle to grave program. So they say that this project is to leverage the home, school, and church to develop the whole child in Haiti and lifelong learners. And this is how it is everywhere. So then I get into the state and local funding. And I've, I've, there's a chart in here that you can look into. Um, Goodness. It's just honestly, uh, unless, unless legislators shut this crap down, people need to get their kids out of school. It it is just a full blown indoctrination system. Uh, Build back, better build stalled could, um, I think they're going to try and resurrect it it and push this through perhaps in the new bill, but they're still wanting to get this 400 billion for free preschool because they want them young. So then I break down state legislation and this will probably stun some people because I'm sure people in red states think this isn't happening there. And I show um, current bills right now that were introduced this year in Alabama, Florida, Indiana, uh, New Jersey, North Carolina, Oklahoma, uh, and then as well as some bills that have already passed and have been enacted into law in Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Maine, Mississippi, New Hampshire, Texas, and Washington. But even without the legislation, what's happening is they're targeting this on a county level, and they're driving it through the school districts So even if there hasn't been legislation put in place, these programs are still being utilized all across the country. So it's really important that people come in and pay attention to their area, what's going on and see where this money is going and understand this whole program. And so in part eight, I'm going to cover the, the measurements, the data mining, how they're aggregating it and using it. And how that pertains to our social credit score and the whole digital citizens
2: right right i love this statement here leading children straight into the digital citizen workforce for their lifelong journey of mm-hmm. obedience training yeah and that pretty much sums it up i, I, I mean to put it.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah well
1: we saw just last week we were talking about what happened in australia with the whole um license I mean, the license. Digital-
0: internet license
1: yes yes and that that's i guarantee you they'll they'll probably rephrase it as something else over here but i ay, 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 ay. Monst-
2: important stuff important stuff and i mean i can't imagine the amount of hours you put into this part seven alone not to mention the six prior <laughs> parts <laughs> so well done Corey. well done and people Thank definitely you. need to check it out so we'll I, feel leave like, the link. I feel
1: like i'm on the home stretch now i'm like i just gotta get through the measurements and data mining section and then part nine will be easy breezy because i'm basically gonna reread my entire report and i'm gonna recap all names and i'm gonna create a little bit of a timeline um, because i think the timeline's really important
2: and this thing could definitely be a book and speaking of books aren't you coming out with with a book shouldn't we plug that
1: yeah i actually have it um i didn't even send you a link see this is how scrambled i am right now i'm doing too many things it's in my bookshop right now in digital format in pdf uh the six by nine book and um the uh the print version I should have in a couple of weeks. Okay. So and that's on the the. So the the title is the global landscape on vaccine ID passports. But see, I should have sent you the table of contents. Oh well, we'll talk about it next week. Um, but it's basically get covers the whole digital identity QR code blockchain CBDC AI uh, transhumanism the whole shebang and then we also included the 22 ways to stop uh vaccine ID passports awesome as the final chapter in there so
2: yeah and so yeah. people can check that out at the, at the bookshop now for a pf version but a paperback one will be coming out soon which we can talk about next week yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: or when it comes out yeah okay do
0: do yeah. we get signed copies correct no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just feels so silly. I'll definitely <laughs> I'll definitely send you guys copy. You're my buds. I don't know about signing it. I just uh-huh. silly.
0: I want to sign copy. <laughs> Me too. Mm. Oh, you guys are funny.
2: <laughs> All right, awesome. So moving on. I know there was another thing that you wanted to talk about, and it has to do with these PCR test and genomic testing or genomic uh research. Sequencing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we've all been warning for practically two years now to be warned about the, uh, the swabs, the nose swabs, cause we were concerned about DNA collection. And then remember in the schools, how they started, um, it was really crazy how they were doing like, and I don't know where all this took place, but I just remember it being announced how in this, a lot of the schools, they were going to start doing like weekly tasks, but they were going to, and then they were going to put them all into a, single bag, like from a classroom and run them just to see if anyone in that classroom had, you know, so I don't know where they're collecting these from, but, but my jaw kind of dropped when I, a friend of mine texted me this. I said, wow, there you have it. So the CDC yesterday on Wednesday uh, tweets out, remember that COVID-19 nose swab test you took? What happened to the swab? If it was processed, with a PCR test, there's a 10% chance that it ended up in a lab for genomic sequencing analysis. Learn more about the process and its importance. And they have this little six minute video making it sound like this is just so wonderful, but I'm looking at it, scratch my head going, well, w- wait a minute. Did people
2: authorize if, this. If to you're have running errors?
1: sequencing to mm-hmm. separate out the 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 virus from the human you you therefore have the dna of the human what are you doing with it and And you were never given consent and i don't know the laws on this but one would think you know so i just did a really quick search yesterday and i found just from 2017 uh an nih document that, um, basically says what, you know, what are genes and what is a genome, which a genome is all of the genetic material in an organism. It is made of DNA. Um, and does everybody have the same genome? And so I just wanted to clarify that. And then on this same document, it says, can researchers study someone's genes without permission? Scientists who conduct research with people follow strict rules. Among other things, they must obtain signed consent from participants. And before collecting blood, cheek swabs, or other samples that contain DNA, researchers must tell participants the purpose of the study, how they will use the samples, and whether and for how long they will store the samples. So, uh I I'm just I'm a little mind blown here, so I did a quick search just to see if, um, I think I I don't even remember the keywords I used, but I was searching, uh, DNA consent laws by state. And the first thing that popped up, which flooded page one was about Florida because in 2021, they passed some sort of a, um, I didn't have time to read it, but it's like a privacy rights act of any kind of DNA collection and how consent, you know, signed consent must be given. And so, it made me think, gosh, if this just happened in 2021, like how many other states out there? It seems to me this should be law across the board. Oh, um,
0: they just they just stole your data,
1: right? Right. right. Mm. And and so I don't know. Uh, so then then I I asked people on uh Gab, you know, if if you did the nose swab test, did you have to sign any documents? Because I'm wondering, was this in the fine print somewhere, or for parents who had kids at school being tested or, you know, where is this alleged 10%, which we know is probably more than 10%, where is that coming from? Did they have any kind of signed content forms, uh, consent forms from any groups of people to do
2: this? Right.
1: But did anybody it's-
2: respond with that information? Like, did they say?
1: I, I haven't. I looked uh, shortly after I posted. I haven't had two seconds to go back, but I remember some were saying that um, they didn't have to sign anything. Uh, yeah, if you can read a few off, if you want to.
2: No, I didn't sign anything, but I went to an urgent care and not a testing site, so I'm not sure if they're different. Uh, didn't sign anything was the same as when i've been flu tested which i quit allowing them to do to me years ago nurse just came in the room jammed the nightmare on elm street q-tip <laughs> way up my nose and then left no word about where it would, it would go,
0: go. Huh. So this is how they Uh, take stuff off you, especially without consent when they don't have any consent. I'll I'll tell you a little story about when I was in primary school. And it's very similar. Uh, This had to do with the police though. Um, When I was in grade five, I think, um, these police people came in and they were talking to us about the police force and what they did. And we're kids, we're listening. And at the end, they brought out like a fingerprint card. Mm -hmm. right? And they were like, can you all go around and just, you know, do that? Make him try to make it as fun as possible, right? right. You know, put your fingerprints on that. And I, I, something was not sitting right with me, even at that age. I, something was not sitting right for it. So I made some sort of excuse. I went to the bathroom or something like that. And I came back. And then at the end of the class, they were like, okay, hand up all your cards that the names on it and everything. And they took all the cards and they put it in this little bag and they took it with them when they left. And I was like, Huh. it only took me years uh, later only years later when I kind of clicked and I was thinking back on my memories I was like that was some dodgy shit right, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> gosh while you're telling this story though I'm trying to recollect if we had it did we have anything like that over here edge I don't remember ever doing that no it, it's mm. like ringing bells to me I don't know Mm.
0: But, but,
2: leave but, a but, comment honestly, if that happened to you and what it was, country it was
0: just, just generally like 15 years later totally randomly and i was like doing something and i just stopped and froze and i was like wow that was some dodgy shit yeah <laughs> and i just went on with my day it was like 15 years too right. later <laughs> that i thought about it but you're
2: on every database now no mm. actually not you but pretty much all your classmates. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um, oh jeez
1: yeah yeah so i don't know what uh can be done from a legal standpoint here i mean these these assets are they just keep doing what they're gonna do you know they don't they don't care about our rights but this is um it's just it's like everything we say that they're gonna do and that's coming ends up happening and 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 you know it so when the news comes out it's not that you're shocked to hear it It's that you're
2: shocked that they're admitting it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly. And that actually leads me right into, I was going to talk about the Project Veritas thing towards the end, but it's actually kind of a good segue because we've been screaming from the rooftops about a lot of these things for over a year now, but it's totally different when it comes from an FDA executive officer on hidden camera right and so yeah. project veritas came out this week with a part one and a part two so far um of an uh, undercover footage of an fda executive officer admitting several things so he admitted that let's see here well first of all he said that biden wants to get vaccines and as many people as possible of course we knew that
1: right um
2: he said a lot of stuff about um, that there was not enough you know, proper safety testing uh, prior to rolling these out, which we already knew that as well. Um, he talked an about annual
1: shot, which we all yes, knew that.
2: Yep. Yep. So he talked about the billions of dollars flowing from big pharma to the FDA and how, how that incentivizes them to approve big pharma drugs. Um, He talked about how the FDA approves that how their approval process is essentially just predetermined. Basically, it's all a show when they go through these sort of approval processes and it's predetermined. And the plan, again, as you'd mentioned, is to have this annual booster shot, which they have not officially admitted to yet and have not approved. But see, again predetermined so um all of these things we've been screaming from the rooftops about for uh, a year now um but it's right. total and, and a lot of people millions of people didn't want to listen considered it a conspiracy theory but now we have you know an fda um executive officer admitting to these things so there's no no more uh, ability to deny this or claim this as a conspiracy theory anymore is there
1: absolutely not. And you know what? This just something that just makes me sad about all this is my parents have friends. They haven't been able to hang out with throughout all this because even though they're kind people and they, you know, they still talk on the phone and whatnot, they're like terrified to hang out with my parents because they haven't gotten the job and they won't and they haven't, nor have they gotten sick. And, um, Cause I set them up right, (laughs) you know, they, they know, and they, they've done their own research and they're very comfortable with their decision, but it's, it's really sad that those who listen to the non-expert scientists, uh, the propagandists and the CDC telling them that if you just get this, you'll be protected from getting really sick and you'll be protected from dying And so in their mind, okay, I'm getting this and I'm protected. But now they're told they can still get sick. But don't worry, you're still protected from getting really sick or dying, but you can still get sick. So now they're terrified to be around anyone who hasn't gotten the jab. It is so ass backwards insane.
2: It really is. It really absolutely is. And I just hope that Um, more people are waking up to this. I just don't know how much more we could possibly amplify this message. I I mean, we've gotten, you know, there's been over 100 million downloads on Joe Rogan's two programs of Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough. Um, so clearly it looks like to me, the message is getting out on real information. We've got, you know, freedom protests going on all over the country, exposed and, and the world is what I meant to say, um, exposing how none of this is really about health and safety. It's all about control, just really completely ripping the masks off of the tyrants and exposing them. So, um, you know, at this point anyone who is not aware um that they've been lied to on multiple levels and that this goes far beyond health and safety and is much much deeper and more nefarious is is willingly ignorant because there is just a wealth of really powerful evidence
1: yeah i mean and, and they're operating from a level of fear
2: yeah yeah absolutely very true so well speaking speaking of the um the freedom protests happening i thought i would give you guys a lot of updates on the freedom truckers in canada i look
1: forward to this every week because i just it's hard to you know it's great that we all have like our little areas we can follow and then collaborate because it's too hard to follow everything
2: Well, it's a mixed bag this week. I mean, I think that a lot of the reporting that we've been doing on the Freedom Truckers has been overwhelmingly positive. This week, it's kind of a mixed bag of positive and negative. So a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot going on with this whole thing. And so um, I'm going to start off just by telling you kind of a little update on um, some successes that the Freedom Truckers have had. And there have been several notable wins. I mean, primarily, I would say just winning the narrative. This is, you have to say, first and foremost, this is a psychological warfare. And I believe that the Freedom Trucker movement has had a powerful win as far as winning that psychological warfare, winning the hearts and minds in their favor, and on the flip side, exposing the tyrannical Trudeau regime and sparking freedom protests around the world, so that's a win. Plus, yeah. there have been other victories, including five prom- provinces—sorry, provinces—abandoning mm-hmm. vaccine passports under you know the growing pressure from the public. So Quebec, let's read them off here: uh, Quebec, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Prince Edward Island and Ontario have all uh, ended the vaccine passports. So that to me is a big win. And this headline kind of says it all, uh, says it all is that Trudeau is really alone. Um, in his fight against the Freedom Truckers. I mean, it's it's so simple. All he has to do is drop these ridiculous mandates nationwide, and everybody mm-hmm. would go home. But he keeps doubling down, doubling down, doubling down, and his control is crumbling. So what does Trudeau do? Well, I'm sure this obviously has um, you know come to no surprise to our listeners. Uh, it was probably part of the you know the biggest news this week was you know trudeau and acting this uh what is it the emergencies act and also basically claiming that the funding going to the truckers is like terrorist financing and so they're they're freezing the crown funding donations but not but not only that the bank accounts of the freedom protesters themselves so unbelievable absolutely unbelievable the links full tyranny went Mm -hmm. full communist overnight and so this woman who i had never heard of before but has gained a lot of fame this week because she Mm -hmm. is the finance minister for trudeau responsible for enacting this, mm-hmm. um, th- these measures as far as free na- freezing finances of the Freedom Truckers. So um, her name is Chris, Christia Freeland. And it's interesting to note, and the only reason why I'm noting this is, is and I'll kind of give this story in three parts. Um, so Christia Freeland is the descendant of a well-known high-ranking <laughs> Nazi, Michael Komiak, okay. Um, And the only reason why I'm bringing up her grandfather is simply because Trudeau himself this week in Parliament trying to justify his Emergencies Act in Parliament. Because remember, he can't just as a dictator, you know, say I'm imposing the Emergency Act. This thing has to pass through Parliament and it has zero chance of doing that. So he is up in Parliament and he actually calls a jewish mp literally um basically saying that she is a nazi sympathizer who associates us with nazis who wave swastika flags just because she supports the uh freedom truckers. to which he got um heckled and booed and then skipped out of parliament before giving an apology so and went and hid like he usually does so that's how much um Trudeau's uh, regime is collapsing, and the links that he's going to to tr- try to uh, maintain power, um, you know, simply as this puppet of Klaus Schwab, this little puppet of Klaus Schwab, doing what he's supposed to do uh, for the World Economic Forum to preserve their um, their control of the uh, with the vaccine passports and digital identities and all of that, but. Mm -hmm. um since trudeau has enacted the emergency act which hasn't even passed in parliament as i mentioned um they um one of the banks td uh that the gofundme funds uh were sent to has been frozen that was like about a uh, over a million dollars that was frozen from td and I'm hearing multiple reports from freedom truckers on the ground that their bank accounts are already frozen. They can't pull any money out. They can't use their debit cards for anything. Um, they're already, uh, frozen. So, uh, when the public heard about all of this, tons and tons of people were calling for a run on the banks this week. And, um, what did the banks do? They, Got scared. And all of a sudden, we find out that the top five banks in Canada, uh, Royal Bank, BMO Bank of Montreal, CIBC, as well as TD Canada Trust and Scotiabank, all went offline simultaneously. And this person put it um, pretty well, bank outages at all big five banks. It's happening. Trudeau has crushed consumer confidence in the banks in less than 48 hours. Some ATMs are still allowing cash to be pulled out, but going empty. The bank has now locked up everyone's funds so they were freaked out that there was going to be a major rush on the banks and why wouldn't there be because if trudeau one day can claim that the freedom truckers are terrorists and freeze their money and their accounts the next day he could claim anyone as a terrorist and freeze their bank accounts why should anybody trust at this point he is he is completely responsible for this kind of reaction
1: Right, and this is a perfect example of how they're going to control our spending through the whole digital identity in our bank accounts that we've been warning about for years.
2: Yeah, and um, so the Freedom Truckers were, uh, a a portion of the Freedom Truckers and donors were using uh, Bitcoin and crypto as sort of a fail-safe kind of with the anticipation that they were going to get debanked, and they were right about getting debanked. But even that looks like it's not safe. So, um, or possibly could, um, you know, could not be safe. So we'll see. But another thing to mention is that last Sunday, uh, during the Super Bowl, hackers breached the GiveSendGo account and leaked the personal information of all the donors. So, GiveSendGo at this point is now back up. Uh, But all that information, um, personal information about the donors was leaked. And the person, this person, um, Aubrey Cottle, is claiming to be the hacker who committed the crime. And he's all over social media claiming this. And not only that, um, after receiving, I'm just going to read this portion from um, the article. After retrieving all the donor files, Aubrey Cottle then began sharing the data files with the media in Canada, and RCMP officials so the government and the media could work together to target the donors for retaliation under the Federal Emergency Act as deployed by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So I've already heard of at least one person uh, who has been fired um, as a result of being doxxed from this. I'm sure many, many, many people have had uh, adverse consequences as far as their information being leaked and having, you know, be, ha- receiving personal attacks or losing their jobs or whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, here's a, a video. He's to- real
0: proud
1: of himself, isn't he?
2: Oh, he absolutely oh. is.
0: Heroes, heroes of the regime. You have yeah them in every regime. Mm. Mm.
2: So he's an actual criminal terrorist, mm-hmm. you know, who gets away with this while the regime is labeling and he's actually working with the regime yeah nothing happens to him while the regime is labeling the peaceful freedom truckers and donors as terrorists and um you know here's one of the freedom truckers He's showing how he's trying to use his debit card and it's not working so um just a little piece of evidence there that they have actually frozen uh freedom truckers personal bank accounts at this point so
1: yeah (sighs) telling you what
2: yeah this has got to be a major major wake-up call to everyone because if it could happen to them it can happen to anybody Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um but i want to move on to another story because this is kind of important oh here's here's aubrey i just want to show you this guy he's screaming throughout this entire video look at his face and his expression he's literally insane he goes on this absolutely insane rant just screaming wow yes oh
1: wow yeah i'm glad you don't have the volume on i don't want to hear any part of that
2: yeah yeah anyways oh,
0: just lunatics.
2: What a- absolute yeah. lunatic absolute lunatic all right so moving on um to this story here there was a truck uh this was on sunday the 13th as well um, there was a truck carrying over 2,000 firearms in Ontario that was stolen. Okay. So this report mm-hmm. came out and then just like a day later, the Freedom Truckers, this is um, former RCMP officer um, and Freedom Convoy 22 spokesperson, Daniel Bulford, and he's claiming that they have reliable and believable sources saying that some of those firearms may be planted on the Freedom Convoy protesters as a pretext to forcibly remove the peaceful protesters. No doubt. Yeah, now I know that in Alberta, there were several people arrested for having some firearms. And I don't know if any of that is at all related. I haven't Mm -hmm. heard anything in, um, uh, in Ottawa about this, anything more about this, but I'm definitely keeping an eye out on this because I could totally see that happening. Things are definitely ramping up in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So need to keep an eye on that. But another notable thing that happened this week was that the uh, chief of police, who has been very, very critical of the freedom protesters and uh, used really, um, you know, just language that was you know insightful i guess is to say uh, t- to say the least um about how dangerous this protest supposedly was he resigned this week so mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was pretty interesting the 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 reason's really vague for due to accusations of bullying and volatile <laughs> behavior um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't think we have the real reason on why he resigned and whether uh, you know someone worse is going to be put in but right. um yeah he wasn't he, he wasn't on our side he wasn't uh, a good guy based on you the know the kind ridden. of w- the rhetoric that was coming out of of his mouth um throughout this whole process so i guess you could look at it as a good thing that he has resigned this week uh we'll have to see who um takes his place permanently um, so the police presence has really ramped up since Trudeau announced this emergencies act, and um, they have been passing out flyers to hmm. all the protesters uh, Thursday. Um, And here I can I can try to read some of it. It says you may be arrested and charged for criminal offenses, including but not limited to mischief and potentially charged with a variety of other non criminal offenses. Your vehicle and property may be seized or removed. Your driver's license may be suspended or canceled. Uh, Can't really read the other ones. Um, Your personal or business bank accounts. May be subject to something or restriction, including virtual currency. See, I told you they're going to go after Uh, the crypto. uh,
0: Um,
2: If you bring a miner, there's going to be fines. Um, Those delivering fuel and other supplies or taking part in the and dis- the demonstration will be charged so there's a number of warnings here they've passed this out to all of the um the protesters in ottawa they're gearing up for something there's been a major increase in the police presence and they've put this fence all around parliament now which gives me really january 6th vibes and uh like they're trying to set the truckers up what do you guys um. think Yeah. So, but most of the truckers are saying, look, you know, um, we're, we're staying, we're not uh, afraid. Um, God will provide. uh, And, and the, when I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from truckers on the ground is "Look, we have everything, all of our needs met. We have everything we need. We have plenty of food. We have plenty of fuel. We're fine. Even if they have frozen our accounts. Um, Some of the truckers have left Um, As a result of these threats they're like I can't lose my my business my you know trucking business I can't you know have my truck towed or whatever it is so but they are saying that many more people are actually planning to arrive this weekend. And so things Good. could get pretty hot, uh, pretty <laughs> heated. We'll have to see. But uh, just to give you guys an update on around the world, I mean, they've inspired massive protests. This was in Australia, just massive. I think this is actually the biggest protest
0: at wow. the Parliament
2: Parliament House in history um, wow. just just uh, a few days ago. So massive protests around the world. We saw what happened in Paris, though. I mean, again, another huge, huge freedom convoy protests but the uh macron regime unleashed their stormtroopers on these people just assaulting them tear gassing them smashing car windows it was crazy so yeah it's 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 been pretty wild over there um but in america the freedom i mean you would,
1: you would think that i don't know just I just wish the rest of the world would wake the hell up and see what's going on here. It's just unbelievable that anyone would be sleeping at this point in the game.
2: I know. Right. I mean, so much, so much going on, exposing these tyrants for who they are. So there's a freedom trucker protest um, scheduled in the U S to begin March 4th. And they're going to kick it off with a rally in Coachella, Coachella Valley in California. And supposedly there's about a thousand trucks, and I don't know how many cars and other people. I guess we'll have to see. But that's supposed to be on March 4th and 5th, and then they're going to roll out from there um, to from California to DC. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens. Um, you know with the dc freedom convoy right. um, i have a feeling that biden is going to to i think biden is actually the biden regime not biden himself we know he's just a puppet but right. they instructed trudeau on what to do um and so i wouldn't be surprised if they kind of follow the same playbook on a lot of these things that trudeau is doing now so um right. need to see what happens with that but um, kind of kind of in the same, along the same vein, um, I don't think it's a coincidence that just this <laughs> no. week the FBI announced that they're forming a new digital currency unit as the Justice Department taps a new crypto czar. And I think this means that they know, um, it's, there's already a GoFundMe for the DC protest that's coming. Um, I'm sure they're working on ways they're going to shut that down. They know there's going to be probably some funds raised through crypto and they probably want to go after that as well. What do you think? I think... It's,
1: it's...
2: Go ahead, Are speaker. You,
0: no, I, I just think it's interesting that they put these crypto units in now about oh, 10 years after the, like, mainly crypto was invented for Chrome. Uh, now it's become mainstream. And it's kind of leveled out. But when it was first created, it was mostly to by illicit shit and a lot of criminals made millions and millions and millions of dollars off right and they're probably of in
2: account. office now
0: they're probably oh, our politicians they, they they got in and got out right, <laughs> right. well
1: right. what are they saying what are they saying in the article in There's regards much. to why why they feel this needs to be uh, put into place because
2: this is new information, so we don't have very much. It's real thin. It says just says the US Justice Department has tapped a seasoned computer crimes prosecutor to lead its national cryptocurrency enforcement team and announced on Thursday that the FBI is launching a virtual asset exploitation unit for blockchain analysis and virtual asset seizure. They want to seize the funds.
1: Uh-huh. i'm just like scrolling down reading this prosecutor who led a case um yeah i mean we already knew i think it was last week or the week before i was saying that they're totally cracking down and that for all i know it's already released i haven't i need to look into it but has biden released that yo -yo yet on building uh, the framework and regulations on crypto
2: i haven't heard anything more on that
1: Okay, because we know we know that's coming. Mm-hmm. So if they're announcing this, that means the EO is probably going to roll out within a freaking week of this, um, and they're just gonna, uh, or or they're going to say this unit has discovered yada yada yada, and therefore we now definitely need to institute more regulations on this and um, and start building out our framework for how we're going to carry all this out because they they want to control it and then they want to shut it down and then they want to pull everyone into the the digital currency right separate completely separate that they control
2: oh of course (laughs) of course it's all about the control all right so i was going to give you guys a quick prince andrew update so here it is Yeah, Prince Andrew and Virginia Roberts-Jeffrey have made a settlement agreement outside of court. So it does not appear that this is actually going to go to trial and it does not appear that we are going to get any more disclosure. Although I do have some other little tidbits. I can read this off. You know, Virginia Jeffrey and Prince Andrew have reached an out-of-court settlement. The parties will file a stipulated dismissal Upon Miss Jeffrey's receipt of the settlement, the sum of which is not being disclosed, but I've heard how much it is, and I'll tell you in a second, uh, Prince Andrew intends to make a substantial donation to Miss Jeffrey's charity in support of victims' Mm -hmm. rights. Prince Andrew has never intended to malign Miss Jeffrey's character, and he accepts that she has suffered both as an established victim of abuse and as a result of unfair public attacks. I can go on, but we know that's all a bunch of flowery BS. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's get to the meat of it. Um, So it looks like sources are saying, Oh, he got, he settled for about $12 million with Jeffrey and that Jeffrey is free to start talking. She did not sign a non-disclosure agreement. So, really? um, yeah, but yeah. that it won't be immediately. Here's the here's the catch, and this is interesting. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it mm. tells you how much the Queen's hand is in this. Right. The settlement was reportedly influenced by the Queen, who wanted the, did not want the trial to ruin her precious seventieth year. Jubilee celebration This summer So that's why They can't what? talk Yeah 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 So uh, so Jeffrey Can start talking About all of this After the Jubilee Celebration in the what? summer
0: <laughs> yeah. Ludicrous
2: and, the queen. We, know,
0: we know that's more important
2: Right <laughs> It's all optics for her and uh-huh. for you know for the the royals but um yeah so uh, apparently the queen is actually helping to pay for this um settlement to which a lot of uh people in britain are pretty upset about uh, you know they want to see you know prince andrew actually pay for what he's done and not the queen so that's the quick update on prince andrew and maybe maybe in the summertime when we hear from jeffrey after all is said and done we'll get some more disclosure but yeah not gonna not gonna go to trial so
1: interesting
2: yeah interesting
1: so all what right. did you guys do uh, oh there was this one quick
2: too. quick update on spygate uh, i'll make it i'll make this one quick um the the latest court filing from durham It shows that that a Clinton operative known as Tech Executive One um, basically uh, monitored, spied on, and his associates spied on, and exploited internet data from not only Trump Tower, but Trump's Park West apartment and the freaking executive office of the White House Hmm. for the purpose of spying and collecting dirt on Trump. And they didn't just give that to uh, to Hillary Clinton, although she paid for this. Uh, they manipulated the data to show a fake trail of some secret back channels with Russia to set up their whole you know Russian collusion narrative. Mm-hmm. And the tech executive gave it to Clinton's Perkins Coy lawyer, Sussman, mm-hmm. who then laundered that package to the CIA. So, Technofog is actually kind of speculating on this. Why would this tech executive, his name is Joff, why would Joff do this? And they're speculating that Joff may have actually been involved in the original scandal of covering up Seth Rich leaking to WikiLeaks with a fake Russian hack and Rodney Rodney Joff may actually have been involved with that cover up with CrowdStrike and may have personal reasons as far as why he would you know do this job for hire by Hillary it's you know Hillary behind it but why he would go to these links and you know spying on the freaking Oval Office basically right it's crazy. crazy 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 stuff yeah all right. And then I think the last thing, speaker, that we had to talk about was our video that we did this week.
0: Yeah, we did that the other day. Um, this is an interesting topic because it's something I've, I I think we both kind of have a little bit of interest in, um, but it relates to virtual, uh, virtual reality and where we're going with it, especially platforms that have come out recently, uh, such as Facebook's Metaverse and VR chat that's been around in a while. Uh, we, we get into a, diff, uh, a few different aspects of it, but mostly we talk about what is happening to children on these platforms, the abuse that's going on in there and the grooming that's going on in there and that it is really just the new form of um, predatory behaviour and grooming for adult men how to solicit children. And how far this can go, and how far it already has gone. So, and there is um, uh, there's a few good videos and a few good documentaries that a few of these guys that we um, talk about have put out, where they've gone into these worlds, they've seen what's happened, they've taken footage. Uh, there's this one guy, the Dark Maze, who uh, actually how to talk with this this kid that has been abused on these platforms and yeah that that, that's the cusp of it but um we do get into a lot of detail on other things as well but it's definitely something parents should know about definitely parents more than anything else
2: absolutely i think a a lot of these parents bought um vr headsets for their kids for christmas not realizing Mm -hmm. um that there's some um adult you know chat platforms And they're they're totally overrun with kids. And um, the only adults that are remaining in these platforms are adults that are okay with playing with kids, right? Mm -hmm. So it gets really, really sketchy and very, very disturbing. And um, we also talked about how, you know, the metaverse is totally tanking um, or meta- Facebook's meta is tanking. They lost 230 billion right. in a day in a single day on February 3rd, but it doesn't seem to really bother them. And we <laughs> kind of got into the background of, you know, Facebook, how it's connected to the intelligence community. This is really all about social engineering and, uh, preserving that sort of social engineering, uh, not only with the pedophilia, um, but also with the transhumanism stuff too. And so we really had that, uh, a good chat about that. So check that out. We'll leave a link in the description. Nice. Yep. I think that about wraps it up for today. I mean, it's
1: not nice, but nice that you guys put that
2: together. Yeah. Huge <laughs> warning, huge warning to parents. Check it out. Oh yeah. All right, guys. I think that's about it. Whew. Oof. so you can go you know chill and have some relaxed time speaker you can probably get some sleep
0: uh i've got about 30 <laughs> minutes to get some sleep before i to go to work so.
1: yeah i'm actually i'm gonna unplug and go <laughs> the grid for a few days i am super stoked right now Nice. A plan.
2: Yeah, yeah, we all need that for <laughs> sure. Got to make some time for unplugging. All right, guys, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with the speaker, myself, the Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on Bitshoot, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeart Radio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.